if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to be looking at the text of James 1, chapter, uh, verses 2 through 7. Um, my title of my sermon, A Right Perspective When Experiencing Trials. As the title suggests, we as believers need to come with the right attitude when trials are upon us. When we go through trials uh, in our life, James tells us what we are supposed to do in this issue, and he actually bases most of his uh, uh, epistle based on the work of, of, of Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount. He has a lot of correlating passages between Jesus and his Sermon on the Mount. So he has a lot to tell us when experiencing trials. So we're going to read the text for us together. And so I'm going to start read starting in verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So this brings me to my first point, is that we can consider a joy when experiencing trials. So this is seen in verse 2 through 5. And the first major argument I have is we can have joy because of the growth it produces. As he says, uh, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various kinds of trials. Um, how, what does he mean by that? He, he's kind of stating that the trials we may, may face are not necessarily enjoyable because he says count it all joy. So even though the trials, trials we face may not be enjoyable, they, we all know that none of them are fun. And James wrote this book to a group of believers who were under persecution and being scattered and killed for the gospel. So he's not saying that we enjoy the trials, but he says we can count it joy because God is working our lives. He is working to produce steadfastness or endurance, as other texts, other translations say, and we can have that mature Christian life as we begin go through trials. We grow closer to Christ when we have faith that he will get us through the trials and that he will secure our Christian life. We can become more mature believers. And I actually have a parallel a text for us in Romans 8.28. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who have been called according to his purpose. So if we know that Christ is working through these trials, they are for good. Um, I think of the story of Joseph as well, that they are working for good in the end. Even though there are hard times, they are ultimately for good. And so then, so also the text also states that our faith is being tested. We are to stay faithful during trials. It's like if you're taking an exam for an education, if you, the, the test is there to test whether you actually know the material. Because if you don't know the material, you didn't actually like you weren't paying attention in lectures and stuff and so that just proves that you weren't actually what you said you were you weren't ready for the material but if you do pass the test then you know the teacher knows I know that you knew the material and therefore that is the test that God is providing for us he's testing our faith to see if it's actually true genuine faith um Peter also uses illustration in his gospel, in his epistle in 1 Peter 1, 7, so that the testing your faith, more precious than gold perishes, is tested by fire, may be found to result. And so he's basically, Peter is telling us that 
this, we are being tested like through fire, testing whether we actually have true gospel ministry. Um, we need, and so my next point is that we need to uh, pray to God when we experience trials. Uh, we experience trials, we need to pray to him, and we see this in verse 5 through 7. If any of you lacks wisdom, let it ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given for him. But let him ask of faith with, n- with no doubting. For one who doubts is like a sea, a wave of sea, and is driven and tossed by the wind. So we need to uh, pray to God when experiencing trials. We need to look to him as our salvation, and we need to think. And he uses very specific words in this, this text. Who gives generously to all without reproach and will be given to him. So he gives us, he gives us generously. He gives it to us very freely. And he also doesn't give us, other texts would say without criticizing, that he gives it to us without saying, wow, you, you've, you've really messed up there. Uh, now I have to give you this wisdom. No, he doesn't do that. He, he gives us to it without criticizing. And he gives it, and it will be given to him. It will be, it will guaranteed. It's guaranteed for our life if we ask God without doubting. So that's the second thing. The, the next part of the text says, and let him ask without doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. If we doubt uh, Christ giving us wisdom, if we say, if we don't trust him fully and have that complete trust and faith in him, then Christ will not be able to provide for us that wisdom because we don't have true, genuine faith. If we don't trust, if we only trust the Lord when times are bad, if we aren't going to him when things go wrong, then you don't have genuine faith. You're kind of just wavering like the sea and you're not, you're being tossed. And so you have to come to God with a a true, genuine heart of faith. And you cannot falter. And this is what James is hitting at in this text. And so we must ask for wisdom, and we must pray to God with complete trust. We cannot doubt him during trials, and we cannot only trust him during the difficult times. Uh, For those who don't, if you do not ask in complete faith, like he does at the beginning of the verse, it says, and asking anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God with faith. But let him ask in faith. That is what James is hitting at, is that you cannot become to the Lord doubtful of his, that he will give you wisdom. If you think, oh, he might not give me wisdom, then you wouldn't be doubting. So I'm going to conclude with this, that we as believers are to go through trials. We must pray to God and ask him for wisdom without doubting his power or his what he can what he's going to give us we can trust him fully because he's working in our lives to help us grow and equip us for service to him um and so i'm just going to conclude that we must come for god and ask wisdom to him